Welcome to another episode of Hurwitz's House of Horror. I'm your host, Steve Hurwitz, and this is the podcast where I convince my friends to watch a horror movie that they probably never would, and we get to see what they think about it. Joining me back in the horror house, and we raise the roof here, it's Jeff Miller. What? what? Raise the roof, everybody. Horror house. Yeah. Horror. Horror. Horror house. Welcome back, Jeff. How Thanks, are you dude. today? Um, I'm doing great. Glad to um, hear. I'm doing even better because for this episode, you let me pick the movie. Yeah, certainly um, did. It always seems to go a, a different direction than I was expecting when I picked the movie. But I like that. We kind of mentioned last time we like to keep things fresh here. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're doing. Now, I have uh, seen this movie before, I think only maybe once. Mm-hmm. And this was a couple, I don't know, it was a long time ago. I think this was during my phase when I was trying to find, like, when I was broadening my horror movies, things mm-hmm. to watch. And I remember find, like thinking it was fine, but it wasn't the horror that I was looking for. I was yeah. looking for more of, like, the Hellraiser, like, the practical effects, the Necronomicons, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I watched this and I just kind of threw it to the back of my right, mind. Right, because it was, it was, you wanted something more like Hellraiser, and this was just, like, way too scary for you. It was terrifying you're like i want to see people like be split apart and be built out of blood and and tendon from floorboards and instead you got like something that just ruined your fucking childhood and you couldn't sleep for years after watching this i couldn't sleep last night after watching this me neither tossing and turning ask uh, ask skylar literally no joke every time i was about to fall asleep i would lurch awake <laughs> maybe five times <laughs> damn it was it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it, it, like you said, we like to keep things fresh. Yes. So I thought, hey, you know what I should, you know what we've never done before? What's that? A movie about a group of teenagers who who kind of um, find out about a, a creature of the night, a mm-hmm. vampire, if you will, mm-hmm. um, in their town. And um, they have a clubhouse and they kind of look into their neighbor's window and they band together to fight this vampire. Yep. Not Fright Night. Huh. (laughs) We're not doing Fright Night again. I I just put that together. We want to do something fresh and new, something totally not like Fright Night. Mm hmm. So this week we're doing 1987's The Monster Squad. Now, before we get into today's big movie. We like to do our now regular segment, the Hurwitz's. Oh, I already forgot what it's called. <laughs> what do we call this? The Horror Hour. Horror Hour. The Horror Hour Roundup. So, Jeff, you got any uh, Horror Hour Roundup news for us this week? For this week's Horror Hour Roundup, mm-hmm. um, the only thing I've got, which I guess, I guess you could consider horror in a way, is the recently just announced sequel to the Keanu Reeves-led Constantine movie they're going to be making. Dude, I am so excited for this. Me too. I saw the first Constantine in theaters. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know anything about the character. 
which apparently this is not essentially Constantine from the comics. Right. But I like that they kind of did their own thing. Again, just not knowing. I, I don't know if this upset Constantine fans. I'm sure it did at the time. I believe I, people were upset mainly for superficial reasons. Like, mm-hmm. well, he's not blonde and where's his accent? It's kind of like. That's true. He was just the. I think it's OK. Dark haired, regular man. Yeah. Who talks exactly like Keanu Reeves always does. <laughs> but it was really fun. It had like some it. really cool scenes where he like flips off the devil or something that I mm-hmm. really liked. Shia LaBeouf is in it. Yeah, I'm, uh, he's he's become a problematic individual, so sure I'm, I'm kind of hoping he doesn't come back for this movie. Um, but yeah, I I really liked the first one. I remember a lot of people being kind of annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I didn't know anything about the character either. And I didn't realize it was a DC character Yeah, um, until way after. But the imagery was fucking awesome. Like the uh, Gabriel was played by... Was it Tilda Swinton? Tilda Swinton, I believe. I think so. Yeah, which was so cool. And like the devil with like his white suit and like tar, yeah. like he was walking through tar. I was like the reimaginings of these spiritual or religious characters was so sick. Lucifer or the devil was played by famous actor Peter Stormare. Killed it. Love that guy. I hope they both come back. I want him to come back and Tilda Swinton because that great, like perfect casting. There were, I remember there being some really good like creative kills and he has like a like a crossbow or like a stake gun am i making this up yeah it's like a i think it was a golden gun yeah that had a cross on it that would shoot stakes or yeah. something like that yeah yeah all the like weapons were or not even weapons but all his like religious artifact mm-hmm. kind of like weaponry and and like almost gadgets yeah so cool and he had the cool arm thing where he just like yeah his tattoos yeah touch them together and they would do something yeah like glow. honestly it feels almost like a like a like a spiritual James Bond Batman type character. <laughs> oh, I really he has like, like gadgets comparison. and like, you know, he's he's like very Batman, actually uh-huh. going to the like night underground nightclubs and finding vampires and very cool. He has that like rag that he would wrap around his hand. It was like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be like part of is like part of Jesus's robes or something like that. And mm-hmm. you'd light it on fire. And oh, man, it was just so cool. I loved it. I remember there also being a scene where he puts holy water in the sprinklers. Oh, totally. Yeah. He just like makes it rain down on a bunch of zombies. Right. That was rad. It's just so creative. Yeah. I haven't honestly watched it in a a hot minute and Mm -hmm. I really want to go back, but I just remember really liking it. And so like seeing that they're doing a sequel to this movie from 2005, I believe it was. I was 15 when I saw this in theaters. Mm hmm. And that they're bringing back the uh, the original director and Keanu Reeves. It's like, heck yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very much down for that. For the nostalgia value, but mm-hmm. also just seeing that world done in like a modern, you know, in today's like with today's technology and, and style and everything. Oh, mm-hmm. man, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Maybe the maybe the only thing um, WB has done recently that I'm like, nice. Ugh. That is something I like that you're doing. Speaking of WB, so yesterday was the 35th anniversary of Hellraiser. Hey, happy birthday, Hellraiser. Hellraiser, original Hellraiser. And I, of course, had to rewatch that. I I had it on in the morning. I had a slow start. And I've told you I can watch that movie countless times. I've seen it so many times. It's just one of my comfort movies. Yeah, you just want to wake up early morning, watch some people get killed and Mm -hmm. and devoured or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Watch a man reform out of nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. So I had that running on in the background when I was checking my phone and slowly getting my day started. So that was a, that was a fun little thing. But 
it also had me thinking about the reboot that's coming out in about two weeks, which I'm excited. We will be doing an episode on that. But it also had me thinking about the Hellraiser TV show that I have not heard any word on that. Yeah, it was supposed to be um, coming out on HBO Max. That's right. And ever since there's been all of these crazy mergers, which I'm sure maybe you have or haven't heard about with DC merging with Discovery. Yeah, WB Warner Brothers, who owns DC, merging with Discovery. So now they're Warner Brothers Discovery. And they're being led by David Zaslav. And this man has just been canceling and shutting down projects. Slicing and dicing. He ended up like cutting a whole bunch of animated shows from HBO. Mm -hmm. I saw that that new kind of Batman the Animated Series thing got cut, which was a bummer. They completely scrapped that. Yeah, most famously, probably the Batgirl movie, the 90% completed movie. They just totally scrapped for a tax write off. Fucking bananas. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was just thinking, oh, man, I have no idea how that's going to affect the Hellraiser TV show. But I mean, yeah. We haven't or I haven't really heard any news on that much other than that it's being developed and it was going to be a HBO. But I kind of have a feeling that that might be slowly circling that drain of. Well, especially because from what I've heard, the main things they're cutting are scripted original content. And the reason is because that means they have to pay the creators. So like all the animated (laughs) stuff, they're like, oh, we have to pay residuals to like the people who make this content. Damn. So if we just cancel it, we have to we can stop paying them. They don't get any more money. Um, And then so we do all our reality bullshit TV and then we just keep we keep all the cash. I mean, you know, you pay your like people, but you don't pay all these like artists and and writers and producers. You know, we were literally just talking about this a couple episodes ago, too, with the whole Marvel not paying the creators Mm -hmm. of these things. Right, man. People are trash. Good old corporations. (laughs) Gotta Gotta love love them. Jinx. And were you telling me that they might be your WB might be merging with another company now? Yeah. The the newest rumor going around is that because Warner Brothers is so in the hole and even with this David dude, like just canceling everything left and right, trying to get as many tax write offs as he can. They're like still fucked, basically. So they're like, what if we merge again with, I think, uh, NBC Universal? So it'd be like. Jesus. What Warner Brothers Discovery NBC Universal, which NBC Universal is already. I don't really need to get into it. <laughs> but yeah, so we might just be living in the the future world predicted by. Um, I can't remember what movie I'm thinking of, but all the corporations are like eight names long because they've mm-hmm. all merged together. That's the the future we're heading towards. Can't wait for that. Yep. Well, say goodbye to Hellraiser the TV show and say hello to sixteen and pregnant. <laughs> Again. Again. (laughs) Well, let's all keep our fingers crossed for some news on that Hellraiser TV series, because I I was just excited for that. More Hellraiser is always a good thing. And I'm not sure if they were going to do something different, creative. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see it. At least there's a it. it, I got to be honest. It is a little bit of a softer blow knowing that the movie's about to come out. Exactly. At least we're getting something. Right. I ordered the recent issue of Fangoria. That's covers and gives like a lot of background into the new oh, Hellraiser movie. You should get a subscription to that. I was thinking about it, but also when I ordered that, I saw it's not going to be arriving here till after we do our Hellraiser episode. Ah, damn. <laughs> yeah, I was really bummed out, but it's still something cool that I'm looking forward to. It's got the uh, the cover. It's of Jamie Clayton, the new Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. It's a very cool image. So 
I got something to look forward to Hellraiser, at least in the future. Well, hey, Fangoria, uh, if you're if you're listening to this, which I <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure you are. We're up there. Uh, the podcast. Shoot us a free subscription. That'd be cool. We'll shout you out. Every yeah, time, we'll every talk day. about you um, and we'll and we'll kind of like shout out your articles and, and intertwine them into the episodes. Come on. It's a win win situation for everybody. One final thing that I did also end up watching was the latest Saw movie called Spiral from the Book of Saw. Oh, OK. I was going to give you shit because those movies are not good. Hey, but now. the I was curious about the most recent one because it's kind of a departure. Yeah. The one with Chris Rock, right? But I, I got to stop you right there. That first Saw movie, I think, is a very solid movie. Oh, yeah. I, I was I was um only talking about the the sequels, the sequels. The first one's great. I think the second one is also pretty decent, but then it's that, just kind of a downhill trend. You know what I mean? Like yeah. with any like paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you just stop me. You yeah, don't yeah, need yeah, to make yeah, so many. Yeah. This one was uh, not wasn't the worst thing in the world. I was originally planning on going to see Pearl, but then that unfortunately did not happen. So that is on my list. By the way, I meant to ask you, this is probably a, something I could ask you off, off air, but I'm going to ask you right now. <laughs> I didn't know that you wanted to see X. Did I want to see X? I, I remember I brought um, up that I saw it one time and you were like, oh, I really wanted to see that. And that blew my mind because I was like, this isn't the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was curious. Mm-hmm. Mainly it just I, I enjoy it looked like it had a cool style to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a 24, which I usually trust their their judgment as far as the movies that they produce are generally really interesting and unique. Um, so yeah, I was I was interested in seeing it. I don't love like gore and stuff, so I was kind of like, I don't. That's the part I wasn't looking forward to. That's why I never yeah. saw it. I was like, eh. Like if you were gonna go and see X, uh-huh. I probably would have gone, but I'm not gonna go see it by myself. I think we should give it a watch. Okay, I, it's it's I, I really like it. Maybe it, for the pod. Maybe it goes back to that kind of just dirty, grimy kind of like '70s horror, which is great. And they did a really good job capturing that. But that's off topic. Well, hey, really quick, though, if you want us to do uh, X on the podcast, just drop a comment on really anywhere on the Instagram just of X. Yeah, it's the easiest little just one letter. beep, And then we'll know to do it on literally any photo or any little video that I have on that or even just in a in a DM. Yeah, just X. Or you could write a letter. Mm -hmm. Just put a big old X on it. Yep. And mail it to us. You can give it to a dog to just say, take. take this to Hurwitz's House of Horror podcast headquarters. Wow, right. that's a lot of H's. <laughs> the dog will know what's up. Yeah. But going back to just the the book of Spiral real fast. Right. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> uh, it started off very intense. There's this trap where a guy's tongue is like being held by something. And he's standing on this stool and there's this train that's coming. And because he's he been telling already. lies. Uh, he has to bite his tongue off or he has to put enough weight for oh. his tongue to like be pulled out and he'll survive. Right. Hell of a start, let me tell you. Yeah, that makes my butt hurt. <laughs> he doesn't end up doing it in time. Like right when the train's there, I think he bites down. And he's oh, starting so to worst fall. possible option. And then he... <laughs> idiot. <laughs> he hit, like the train hits him and he just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid idiot. He's like, okay, either I bite my tongue off and live or I get hit by a train. He's like, what if... <laughs> Both? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That trap really kind of grossed me out a little bit. Yeah, I don't love that. See, I don't want I don't want to watch that. That one reminded me a lot of the older traps or the ones that they started doing in just the sequels that they were pumping out where it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, this isn't fun. Right. 
But the movie got a little bit more interesting. It's a little it's like a whodunit. Who is this new copycat killer, which I found out or I, I put together pretty quickly. It's mm. pretty obvious at a certain point. So it's less of a whodunit and it's more of like a they done it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they put enough red herrings in where you could have been like, maybe it wasn't them. Oh, OK. But if you're a fan of these movies, you know kind of what is going to happen. Mm-hmm, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And it was it was fun. So I haven't seen Chris Rock in anything in, in a hot minute. I think he did an all right job. It uh, This movie wasn't anything spectacular, but it was fine. It was like, all right, they did change it up a little bit. And there was a part two where a dude has his fingers like, I don't know. He There's something wrapped around him and he needs to clamp down on something to have his fingers ripped off. And that's what, how he'll escape like this pool of water mm-hmm. that has like electricity. It'll electrocute him. And I was into that trap. I was yeah, like, I don't like oh. that. Look at his fingers being pulled off. Ew. But then the tongue thing, I was like, "Ooh, this is a little too much." I don't like it either. <laughs> I, was I don't like, like that. I don't know. I don't know why that one upset me more than the mm-hmm. finger one. It's all you know. It it kind of depends. Yeah, some people are really weird about bone stuff. Some people yeah. about skin. Some people about more internal things. Like blood doesn't bother me even a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Seeing finger the thing get, would get to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But overall, it was a, it was a fine movie. I'm glad I checked it out. I've been wanting to for a while. Nice. And that kind of wraps up my horror hour roundup here. All right. And that leads us into this week's feature film, Fright Night. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the Monster Squad. Written and directed by Fred Decker, co-written by Shane Black, starring Leonardo Cimino as Scary German Guy. That guy was fantastic, by the way. Oh, great actor. So our movie begins with an opening crawl. It's pretty funny. It goes 100 years before the story begins. It was a time of darkness in Transylvania. A time when Dr. Abraham Van Helsing and a small band of freedom fighters conspired to rid the world of vampires and monsters and to save mankind from the forces of eternal evil. They blew it. <laughs> a little cheeky intro crawl there. I really liked the way Dracula looked in this movie. Me too. I, just the intro. It, it's showing Van Helsing and a bunch of people just like smashing into this castle. I liked that Van Helsing just didn't even like pause for a second when he busts down the door and there's some vampire lady there and he's just like steak <laughs> yeah, yeah. shoots her immediately. I also love something about Van Helsing looking kind of like a middle aged guy. <laughs> it just felt so of the time. Like now it would be like. You know, um, fucking uh, God damn it. What's his name? Hubert Jackman. Yep. It would be like a young dude, probably, or like mi- latest, like late 30s. Yeah. And this it was like a 50 year old dude with like a beard or whatever. It was like he's the famous Van Helsing. Yep. Great opening scene. Yeah. They bust in this castle and they're just shooting everything. And they I don't know. They're trying to send Dracula and all these monsters through this vortex that comes into play later on mm-hmm. using that amulet. They're using an amulet and they have to use like this virgin. 
And I really liked that he was yelling at this girl that they bring in <laughs> mm-hmm. constantly. He's like, read the fucking thing. And he's like shaking her. And in my notes, I just have uh, yelling solves nothing. Because <laughs> she's continuously like trying to like say the words and all this that, uh, that will help summon this portal. But yeah. No, he's just like, ah, do it faster. It's like, yeah, Van Helsing seemed kind of like a cock. He kind of was a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this guy sucks. And I, I feel like that was kind of the point, too, how they're like, they fucking blew it. Mm-hmm. They're like in here screaming at people and just like brazenly running, like staking random vampires and like just fucked it up. Yeah. There was some cool shit, though, when like the castle is falling apart and you have like these zombie skeleton things rising up from the ground and grabbing people's ankles and dragging them down. Yeah, that was cool. I really like that. And then, you know, the portal gets summoned and people just get sucked right on in. And then we're brought to the present day. We meet two of our main characters, Sean and Patrick, I think were their names. Yep. Two of the least likable main characters I've ever, ever seen in my life. They right were, off the bat. They were... Okay. It was right after that when we get introduced to two bullies that I was like, oh man. Yeah, bullies weren't great either. This movie is well uh product they, of its time. They were oh well yeah. Well the two the two main characters were the kids in the principal's office, right? Yep. But then there were two other kids that mm-hmm. I thought were Sean and Patrick, but they're not. They're two right. different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well Sean of- and Patrick were the ones who called their or, or who said their principal was homoing out yep. on them. Yep. And then said uh why don't they tell you about the homos and the people with cat heads before, before like inviting you to the school or whatever? I was like, whoa, dude, there is these a- are our main characters. <laughs> There's a lot that I did not remember from this movie. Oh yeah. And a lot I still, I think I just blacked out of my mind. Yeah. There's a strong, there's a, there's a level of homophobia. that's just like rich in it's the beginning. Palpable. There. Yeah. It was kind of like, Ooh, yikes. On top of that, we're introduced to his name is Horace, but all of his friends and then these bullies just call him fat kid. Yeah, I love that his friends call him that, too. Yeah. I'm like, really? (laughs) Damn. See, again, like these are our likable main characters. Fucking homo principal. Hey, fat kid. It's like, whoa, (laughs) you guys are the bullies. And then the bullies are worse. Yeah, they're they're much worse. They're they're dropping F-bombs and not the fun F-bombs either. Oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah, the hate crime F-bombs. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, off the bat, I was like, man, this is this is something. This is a movie. Yeah. To that, that being said, I did love everyone's clothing. Yeah. Something about I was like, I want that kid's shirt. I want that kid's shirt. I want that kid's shirt. They're like, what, 12, 13 in this or something. And the, there was a kid wearing a um, it's like a yellow shirt with red text and it said Stephen King rules. Or yeah. Something. I was like, that's so fucking cool. I want that. <laughs> I have that in my notes, too. Just that's an awesome shirt. Yeah. And even just like a, a kid was wearing like a blue T-shirt. And I'm like, I like that. I want that. It's just of course, like, he was like yelling, though. That 80s aesthetic, that it's style. It's totally. Very cool. Yeah. The cut of all the clothing is really cool. Yeah. Uh, I have a problem with the kid being named Horace. Who names their kid Horace? Um, bullies. That's who. <laughs> this is a movie full of bullies. Except for Rudy. Um, Mr. Cool Guy, who shows up during right. the bully scene. Right then and there. He saves the day. Yeah. Swerves up on his bike. Wearing strikes a, a match jacket. on his sweet loafers which i forgot was the thing <laughs> loafers with like white socks it was like whoa cool guy yeah, yeah leather jacket like cool. you said strikes that match lights his cigarette mm-hmm. pops his shades down i was like this is full 80s right here and i and i'm loving it he makes the bullies eat just like a candy bar yeah that- candy bar was on the ground i was like this isn't so bad <laughs> <laughs> but i was like i'm into this during that scene i remember thinking oh man this movie 
already I can tell just begging to be remade mm-hmm. now. It felt very already felt very Stranger Things. I was like, there's Steve. He could easily play this character. Strange Stranger Things season five right here. They fight fucking vampires and shit. It'd be pretty Steve rad. has a, you know, foreshadowing mm-hmm. uh, spoiler alert, bow, a bow and arrow leather jacket. I mean, oh, I would love that. I feel like I've heard talk of this being like remade or it's gotten stuck in development hell or something. God, it really should be the style of it. Honestly, the reason I picked this movie, mm-hmm. the only reason never seen a trailer, didn't know what it was about. I was at a, a comic convention and I saw a T-shirt that said the monster squad with that rad, like yellow, red, bold logo. And it, it showed great. like essentially the universal monsters while them not being the universal monsters. And like these teenagers wearing like leather jackets and shades. And yeah. I was like, how could that not, how could that movie not be fucking excellent? Yeah. And, you know, surprise it. Well, I wouldn't call it excellent, but I think it was still a lot of fun. But I, if it was made now. Yeah. Oh. They would take all of the good things or all yeah. the good parts Punch of up the, the style. 80s. Yeah. It'd be very just like nostalgic heavy mm-hmm. on what you think it was, but not what it actually was. Mm-hmm. A lot of the sets too, just like being inside their houses, like oh, the totally. kids' houses. I was like, yeah, no, that's part. Like, I mean, it was filmed in the eighties, but I was right. like, yeah, that is that is an eighties household. Yeah, I love it. A lot of just yeah, the parents' conversations, just everything, mm-hmm. dude. And the kid, one of the main characters, I forget his name, but he like lives near the the drive-in movie theater. Yeah, and he can just chill on his roof and like tune the radio and watch movies. I was like, that's my dream. That's my dream. I like that too. It was like a nice kind of father son bonding moment because mm-hmm. his dad just fucking had a rough day at work. Yeah. He's like watching through uh, binoculars the whole movie. He's like, oh, what I miss? He got here for the good part. Yeah. And he it's brings like, him like rad. fast food and just like, hey, man, and like shares his Pepsi <laughs> with him. I'm like, this is cool. Yeah. I did like that. Going back to, I guess, the kids, I thought that they did a pretty good job just like kids being kids. Me too. Without the, again, like you said, it's a product of its time. Yes. Um, honestly, that was probably realistic. I was going to say, yeah, you know, throwing out all these, uh, uh, all these words that we probably shouldn't be using now. Um, but very realistic. Otherwise remind me of like when I was in middle school, I heard kids saying all kinds of shit when I was in high school, kids being, yeah, if they made it now, obviously it would be different. But, uh, I thought the kids were great actors. I liked the inter, like the inner dialogue between the kids being like, um, what are they calling each other? Like dork? I know you are, but what am I? And all yeah. that kind of shit. It was like, oh my god. <laughs> I remember doing that. Yeah, dumbasses. So we do get to meet all of our monsters from this movie one by one. They're mm-hmm. they're introduced. We have Dracula. He's on a plane for some reason. Oh, I loved that plane, the World War Two uh, bomber plane. That was sick. Don't know why he was on the plane. No, I, I, you got me. They were transporting Frankenstein's body. Excuse me, Frankenstein's monsters body that's right and dracula was there for some reason the bat mm. looked pretty cool like the effects of the bat well i also liked yeah he's like standing um yeah a lot of the dracula effects were cool like earlier on too when he transforms in from a bat to the human mm-hmm. i kind of liked how they did that whole effect i think it's it kinda was spooky i think it was stan winston who did a lot of the uh kind of monster I stuff think you're right us. yeah it was, and it was rad. that man is, is good at what he does mm-hmm. i think that definitely like upped this movie for sure mm-hmm but we're introduced to Dracula and uh, Frankenstein on a plane. Frankenstein's mm-hmm. casket gets dropped into a swamp. 
You right, see a right, floating right. Dracula too. That would look pretty goofy and he transforms and just fucks off. Yeah, I did. I actually did like that scene though, where like the, he pulls the lever on the plane and the floor drops out and he kind of hovers for a second. I was like, that's kind of cool. And then he transformed into a bat and I was like, <laughs> okay, that's kind of goofy. All right. See you later, Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then we meet, he, he like flies away to the swamp, I guess. Right. Yeah. Cause he's going after the casket. Right. I'm just trying to think like why all of this happened. And I guess it's kind of talked about later on that every hundred years, there's an opportunity to destroy this amulet, which helps summon the vortex. Mm-hmm. And I guess because it's the next day that this hundred year anniversary is happening, that's why all of these events are put into motion. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't know if I just like missed something, but like, why wait mm-hmm. until that day? Because we end up learning that the amulet can only be destroyed at midnight, I, I think, on right. the day of. I figured you would like have it ready. And then on the day, be like, crunch. Like, where's but Dracula I guess, been this whole time? Exactly. Like. Just chilling. Yep. Yeah. Just no like idea. maybe they maybe they're awoken at that time also or something. I don't know. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. I, I guess that would make sense because we are introduced to the mummy character. He mm-hmm. breaks out of his own exhibit. True. You have the wolfman who shows up at a police station. He's like, lock me up. It's a full moon. Ah. Yeah. Which I like. The, I like the that they did the whole. Him as a guy isn't isn't like bad. evil. He's like, oh shit, oh shit, like help, help, help. And all the cops are like, okay, fucking crazy guy, get out of here. Ends up having to like pull out someone's gun. Yeah, fires a gun. And he just gets shot. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> bam, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like just he's like, lock me up. And then the cop just, I mean, in you know, in police fashion, just fires straight into his chest mm-hmm. like four times. I was like, damn, okay. Yep. And then we see Frankenstein's monster be revived by Dracula. Yep. With his oh man, his uh, really uh, his his all purpose <laughs> like Frankenstein's monsters revival cane. Yeah. It was like specifically like he like stabs it in the ground or holds it up or whatever, and a uh, a lightning rod extends from the tip. Yep, and he attaches the two little monitors. To, it's like, did you make this? <laughs> this is like some high tech shit. Yeah, I mean, he's Dracula. What he's can like, he yeah, do? I just, yeah, he is a he he is a scientist. No, he's not a scientist. <laughs> ignore me he's a mass murderer um, but it was cool it like and then he wakes up and i also just love the design of the monsters personally again stan winston and i was reading that the whole purpose they're like we want to do the universal monsters but mm-hmm. we aren't universal pictures so we can't do that yeah but you can do dracula because that's uh, public domain i'm pretty sure dracula and frankenstein's monster you can't do Creature of the Black Lagoon. So they did Gilman was his official name in the movie. And they made him like close, but not Creature of the Black Lagoon. He's like a fish guy, but I thought it was it was fucking rad looking. They also had to do that for Frankenstein, at least the look, because totally, yeah. you, you we see that the the bolts are in his forehead. Right. Or like right, in right. the top of his head instead of in his neck. Instead of his neck, yeah. And he's not like his look is a little different. Mm-hmm. He has like longer hair and it looks more like a dude. Unless like the classic, like Universal Frankenstein. Yeah. But I did love that Gilman's introduction was just he comes out of the water and he just hucks Frankenstein's <laughs> casket just <laughs> onto, the, onto the land. Yeah. He's like, like, What's oh, up, guys? <laughs> it's a monsters unite. There's a creature from the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. which has so always type. been my favorite monster, I think. Oh, really? I think so. Just that look is so cool. I do really love it. I want like a big print of the creature of the Black Lagoon up on the wall. Even even in this, I was like, yeah, I think he's my favorite, though. He probably does the least. My favorite was the uh, was the zombie in this one or the mummy. Excuse me. 
I just love the way they did it. It looked brilliant. Yeah. Classic. It's fully classic. Yeah. Ugh. It's just the shambling, just the bandages. Mm-hmm. They're dangling off and like when they when they um get ripped or later mm-hmm. um, there's a scene where he gets unraveled. Yeah. And he's like there's no body underneath, it's which just, I was like, what a cool way to do that. Yeah. Instead of having like a mummified guy, it's like just fucking invisible, like the invisible man. It's like, that's cool. I say this a lot because I don't go searching out for this kind of stuff. Because I said about werewolves, I haven't seen something with werewolves in a while. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen something with a mummy in a while. And so mm-hmm. seeing that, I was like, this is awesome. And like some, again, I can't say it enough. Classic mummy just felt so like Halloween instead of what we get now, which is Tom Cruise and the like former Victoria's secret model mummy. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Oh, come on you guys. Really? Can't we do like some like growling creature? It's so much more fun. I honestly just keep forgetting about the Tom Cruise mummy. Movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone does <laughs> for good reason too. <laughs> man but like you know the brennan fraser mummy that movie is so a much fucking fun. romp with mm-hmm. horror elements i think that yeah it's an action horror movie yeah and it's just you have kind of a classic ish mummy updated look totally because it's i don't think he really has bandages but he's just a zombified i feel creature. like they kind of lean into the egyptianness of it which is also a really fun way to take it i think that was cool yeah it's its own take on this mm-hmm. and the sequels weren't that one. great but that first one was great and so seeing a mummy mm-hmm. back i'm like I should Hell look yeah. up more things with mummies. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I just don't think mummies are back really in the zeitgeist anymore. Yeah. Well, not yet. Not yet. Hopefully, you know, hopefully they will be. I mean, soon. I wonder, do you, do you know if there was supposed to be like a mummy movie that was going to be introduced in the new universal? I don't think so. Honestly, I'm universe. not sure. I think they're kind of replacing him with the invisible man because he's uh, also a bandaged type guy. Yeah. But no, you know what? Maybe. But it wasn't going to be like Bandaged Mummy. It was going to be a different version. They were going to do a Dracula movie. I mean, they're still planning on doing it. They're just they're building it off of the Invisible Man movie now with oh, yeah. Kate, Kate Moss. Is that her name? From no, something Moss. From Mad Men. Handmaid's Tale. Mad Men. Handmaid's Tale. The West Wing. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. That's my interpretation of the Mad Men opening theme. I Spitting image. I thought you were just playing it out of the computer. <laughs> Not nah, that was my mouth. You know what they call me? The man of a thousand mouths. moist. <laughs> the man of a thousand moist mouths. Ugh. <laughs> I meant to say noises and I did not. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> sorry about that. Well, going back to the movie there. So we have our, I guess, our monsters united mm-hmm. now. Something I forgot to mention was that these kids have this awesome clubhouse. Mm-hmm. It's just this treehouse. And they kind of get Rudy to join their group and they just like talk about horror things. They're like quizzing each other on how to kill a werewolf or how to kill a Dracula and all Mm -hmm. these kinds of things. And they just draw monsters and like put them up all over the walls of their clubhouse and just hang out and do monster shit. Yeah, I love it. Me too. And I noticed that there was a poster for Return of the Living Dead. Mm -hmm. I saw that and I got excited because we have most definitely talked about that movie on the podcast. But I just like the whole kids having a clubhouse just hanging out at a certain point too, one of the main characters either sean or patrick ends up getting a, a journal his mother found it at some yard sale or whatever mm-hmm. and it's it's van helsing's journal and so they end up going to get it translated because it's all in german and this is when we meet the scary german guy who is the star of this movie <laughs> i like that they're kind of scared of him too just because he's 
they don't he's know. He's an old German man. Yeah, just living alone in his house. And they, he ends up just like serving them pie. <laughs> Which was a little creepy to me. Yeah, but we got a fantastic line. <clears throat> Scary German guy is bitching. <laughs> there are some great lines in this movie, I'll be honest with you. Totally. <laughs> I took a bunch of them down, but... This is when we learn about the whole amulet and the hundred years every it can be destroyed and how it can summon a vortex to send all of these creatures back to wherever they came from Mm -hmm. or just into some endless void. The Phantom Zone. Around this time, too, this is when the monsters all get together. And we also have a scene where there's just this mummy hanging out in some kid's closet. Yeah, I was like, what? Wait, The, the kid finds his dad and is like, Dad, there's monsters in my room or whatever. And then he goes to look in his room and opens the closet door and isn't looking. And the mummy's just inside the closet. And he's mm-hmm. like, see, no monsters. And then leaves. And the, the mummy just, just leaves. Dips. I was <laughs> like, oh, I wonder what the mummy's here for. Is is the something to do with the book, the diary or something? I don't know. And it's like, no. Just hanging just out. In a closet for, for a bit. Just scaring that kid. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I just want to spook a kid real quick. <laughs> also, this is when... A few things click for the kids because there's a message left for Sean or Patrick, and it's from Mr. Alucard, which he just writes down and ends up being Dracula spelled backwards. Mm -hmm. And then he's hearing his dad talk about how there was a man who was shot a bunch of times and he was claiming to be a wolf man. Mm -hmm. And then the ambulance crashed and his body disappeared. And the kid's starting to put all these things together and he ends up kind of assembling the crew and he's like, there's something going on here. It's time to form the Monster Squad. The Monster Squad. Which I think was really cool. And another great line. Uh, they all kind of put their hands in and the camera is pointed at them. And there's a dog who also puts his little paw on top. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And one of the kids is like, how does the dog even get up here? <laughs> it's like, that's an excellent question. Yeah, I feel like they were filming that and they're like, wait a second. Let's just add in a little thing like how stupid this is. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, so the the I was about to say the monster squad and the group of monsters, not to be confused with the monster squad. Easily confusable. Right. The monster friends. uh, (laughs) Dracula sends Frankenstein's monster after the diary because they want to make sure nobody uses it to destroy the amulet. Right. So he sends it after somehow they know the kids have it. I don't remember how they know. I don't think they really pointed it out. He just just like. Find the doesn't he say like find the kids or something like that? Yeah, like kill them and get the diary back. Yeah, I'm like, damn, okay. So yeah, Frankenstein. Don't know why they sent him because seems like he could give a shit. Yeah, he shows up and just like I'm high, and the girl's like, yeah, he's nice. She taught him how to say like bozo, yeah, and bogus, bogus. That's what it was. And like they just like start chilling with Frankenstein, which not what I was expecting. No, this is around the time where I was like, huh, this is not the (laughs) horror movie. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. They even bring him up into the clubhouse too. (laughs) Yeah. And he's just hanging and they're and like looking at a camera, um, that the older kid was using to, uh, you know, spy Spy on on the the neighbor's sister changing, which, you know, not, not cool. Hey, classic Porky's eighties, man. Exactly. Always looking at naked, naked girls and, Frankenstein's monster is no exception. I keep wanting to call him Frankenstein. <laughs> Frank, as they refer to him, I'll just call him Frank. You know who the real monsters are? The people who will continuously point that out. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to S- call whatever shame I want. Shame on you. <laughs> Nerds. Um, so yeah, they just like chill with Frank and he's a cool guy. And and they like show him a Frankenstein Frankenstein's monster's mask. And he's like, 
oh, me, scary, and like points at his own face. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> but bless you. Um, And so they just like become friends. There's a line, too, where I think Patrick says to Sean, he is a little bit gross. <laughs> it's like, like hey, screw you, kid. That's nice. Also, um, I think because of this, when this movie first came out, a lot of people were like, this movie's just a ripoff of Goonies. Because it's like kids hanging out and there's like kind of a monster-like friendly character. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, there's just Goonies again. Which looking back, it's like, no, not even close. But yeah. people are people are going to be people, you know, people are going to be shitty. If anything, I would say you're more accurate in saying that it's closer to Fright Night. Yeah, it's like almost like ident- Maybe if you mix Fright Night and Goonies together. I could see that. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, so they're just hanging. There's around this time too. Dracula ends up finding the amulet in some house. I like how everything is just concentrated in this one town conveniently. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's just there? chilling over here at like Derek's house. I guess it, I guess it was Van Helsing's relatives or descendants or something. Right, but it's not like you know in Siberia. It's yeah. like no, I just had it in my house. It was just very convenient that that lever was pulled when Dracula and Frankenstein's monsters like fell out from it. Mm-hmm. Conveniently right next to that town. Yeah, yeah, everything yeah. is happening in. It's it just just lines up perfectly. Yeah. So Dracula does get the amulet and uh oh, the kids got to get that amulet <gasps> uh-oh. But before they can do that. They have to assemble some weapons to fight these creatures, which I, I, I love. Oh, the little montage the montage where they specifically have like Rudy getting all of the weapons yeah, yeah. like that kid is a genius yeah he was my favorite character mine too he's like sharpening all of these like sticks mm-hmm. not sticks you know he's making like steaks steaks thank you he's mm-hmm. making steaks he's he's making silver bullets he's making all this like at school yeah he's stealing bow like and in arrows. Shop class, <laughs> stealing bow and arrow from like uh, archery mm-hmm. which um, to be fair, that was fairly common as a class. Like my mom took archery around that time. I would say we had archery earlier than that. I got school. Okay, fancy boy. Okay, <laughs> my public school over here in Massachusetts, <laughs> baby. Yeah, we didn't have archery. We had a uh, uh, video productions. So anyway, that's actually pretty uh, cool you can't get any weapons to slay demons though. You get a video camera and you could film slaying demons. Or you could film to see if they showed up like a, a Dracula. Ooh, won't have a that's right. Mm-hmm. See, we should be in the monster squad. We could. But yeah, so Rudy goes and gathers all these uh, gathers and creates all these uh, monster slang weapons mm-hmm. to get ready for combat. They also talk to, I think, Sean's sister, Patrick's sister, to find out if she's a virgin because you need a virgin that's right. to summon this vortex. Because that's their plan now. Mm-hmm. They're going to get these creatures back to where they came from. Which, um, does it have to be a girl? Did they just gloss over that? Because hmm. they're like, oh no, we have to find a virgin. And I was like, don't kid yourselves. <laughs> this whole room is filled with virgins. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Like, Monster Squad, you guys are virgins. And they're like... Uh, maybe we should go see if my like attractive next door neighbor is. It's like, guys, mm-hmm. the chances are it's going to be you guys. But apparently it has to be. Yeah. A female I, virgin or whatever. I was like, OK, that's kind of goofy. I want to assume it's one of those things where just like in classic text, it's always going to be right. you know, a female like an, uh, or a girl. Yeah, like the like the unwed, you know, 
young girl or whatever. It's like, okay. It was just how that was Barf. written then. Yeah. yeah. And they do it by blackmailing her as well. They're like, hey, we have that oh, yeah. picture of you. Yeah, That's which is fun. like, uh, okay, what the fuck? And she's like, uh, I guess I am, yeah. So I was like, cool, they got their weapons, they have their virgin. They're ready to go. They're ready to go. Now they have just have to find these monsters. Which they do because Frankenstein is like, hey, I can I can take you there. He's like, sure. To be fair, to be honest, I like Frankenstein. He was a chill dude. Yeah. He just wanted to hang out, have some buddies. Yeah, I'd hang with him. So there are scenes now where Dracula is, he's found the amulet and he's using dynamite to, I guess, blow up the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have many questions about that because Dracula has dynamite throughout this movie now. I don't have no idea where the dynamite came from. (laughs) I was going to ask you that. No. He just had dynamite at one point. Mm -hmm. At first I thought it was a Molotov, Mm -hmm. which again, I was like, excuse me, sir, where did you get that? That's easier to get dynamite, I feel like. Also, this is a little bit of a tangent, but. Let's have it. None of these monsters used their like monster abilities. Their special abilities. Yeah, like did did fucking Dracula bite anyone, suck their blood? Yes. Kind of. Mainly he would like shoot light out of his hands and mm-hmm. throw throw sticks of dynamite. It was like, guy, what are you doing? <laughs> the classic Dracula. You're move. like fast, strong. You have fangs that suck blood out of people. It's like and you're throwing dynamite into houses? What is this? Maybe he uh didn't get his superpowers like you know charged up enough yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you have to do an, uh, enough combos to get your mm-hmm. super combo ready yeah a b up down exactly and he didn't do all that i mean he was shooting goddamn <laughs> fucking light out of his hands though which is like that's i didn't know if dracula could do that got me and which f- later in the movie we find out doesn't do shit no nope. <laughs> he just like knocks a guy over i was like whoa he killed that guy and it was just kind of like nah yeah he's fine he just tripped he does use his blood sucking power when he has like all of those girls in the closet. Uh oh. <laughs> Remember, he's just like fucking around in the house. He's like, oh, I'm thirsty. And he opens up like a closet oh, door yeah. and there's just like three girls and they're like, ah. So he uses it more. It's more in this movie. It's like, well, I'm hungry. It's not like a weapon. It's more but like he does turn them I'm into thirsty. He turns them into vampires. True. Draculas. So it's more of a tool. Yeah. 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 But he just doesn't use it where he probably should. Yeah. I mean, I guess he did create other Draculas to help him. Yeah. That's but they helpful. just failed epically. Yeah. Well, same with like um, Gilman or whatever. I was like, oh, I wonder man. how he's going to fight because he's like a water creature. Yeah. I was like, maybe he has huge fangs. He's like, he has like a piranha face. Maybe he's going to like tear someone. <laughs> and he just grabs the dude's head and like crushes in his hands. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. That's I, I would think go that'd with. be more like Frank's move, but yeah. nope. Well, unfortunately, Gilman over here crushing heads. Frank doesn't uh, get to use too many of his moves because when Dracula's using dynamite, like part of the house collapses on him Mm -hmm. and then some of the kids are trapped in the house and the wolfman shows up and one of the kids just starts yelling kick him in the nards yeah yeah. is that around the time when dracula uses his sweet sweet ass catchphrase he throws the dynamite in the house and he goes meeting adjourned and then it explodes (laughs) i was like that's your goat that's what you say you're one this is your moment and you use meeting adjourned that That was a little later on when he blows up the clubhouse. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But the kids get trapped in the house. Mm-hmm. They learn that the wolfman has nards. Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> they get cornered by also now like the Dracula ladies. Mm-hmm. And there was Uh-oh. another fun line that I liked. I wrote this one down. No, I did not. I wrote down <laughs> Hardy Boys logic to the rescue. Oh, right. Because one of the kids is like, if you see a lever, pull it. That's how the party boys get out of situations. 
Oh, yeah. And it leads them down a trap door. And they're right for some reason. Yeah. yeah they're just like, <laughs> and then the trap door goes. So I was like, all right, cool. And this is when they come across the amulet and they're able to get into their possession. And then Dracula corners them. And I have a little counter here that says Dracula zero slice of pizza with garlic one. <laughs> because Horace. God. Of course. Pulls out a slice of pizza Poor wrapped kid. in aluminum foil. Jesus Christ. They're like, <laughs> what kind of what kind of cool moment should this kid have? Should Horace have? Uh, you mean fat kid? Let's have him hit Dracula with a piece of pizza. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Not cool. 80s movie. He just slaps it into his face and Jack looks like, ah, and then they just book it out of there. <laughs> to be fair, that would be just so like you got defeated by a piece of pizza. How mm-hmm. embarrassing for you. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids end up making their grand escape and they get picked up by because they split up at a certain point the rest mm-hmm. of the group and old German man is there now too because he's a part of this we also learned that he was a holocaust survivor there was a moment where, yeah. you, where you see like the numbers on his wrists and he makes a comment he's like well yes I suppose I do know what monsters look like and I yeah was like, I thought that was going to circle around or something but it was I just like too. a really deep moment yeah it was, was a like, very Whoa. deep cut alright German guy I I'm so like, I don't know what to feel. I thought it was a silly monster movie. And then he's like, oh, these aren't monsters. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. Ugh. Ah. Yeah. I thought maybe at a certain point it would come up that he was like, yeah, you know, in the concentration camps or something like I. Yeah. Like, like there were monsters across. there. Or like they yeah. were holding monsters where they were feeding us to them or whatever. Right. Or feeding them. Ooh. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. It was just something. I'd, but it was just a little like. A heavy detail heavy that they moment, just yeah. introduce. I guess I wanted to well, make him less of a scary guy and more sympathetic. Yeah, I guess that was his moment of like, I'm, don't I'm, judge a book by its cover. He's not okay. a scary German guy. He's like just a, just a, a swell chap. Swell German who, man who, 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 likes, who was a victim at one point in his life, you know. And likes to give kids pie. Yep. Probably everybody pie, too. Yeah. Regular pie. Also, I didn't like the fact that they. Yeah, they not just, cream pie. <laughs> Sorry. That's not what I was going to say. Oh, okay. What were you going to say? <laughs> Just, they keep emphasizing, I feel bad calling this fat kid Horace. I know, me too. Because, like, yeah. you know, he's like, this is your final chance, and he has a knife for pie. And you just see like Horace, he's like, oh yeah, more pie. It's like, <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> it's like, that kid must have felt like shit. They're like, hey, fatty, you want some more pie? It's like, this is a real person. Yep. It's like that same thing, like the truffle shuffle kid. Yeah. He hated that. I believe it. They're like, hey, shake your fat belly on camera. <laughs> it's like, wow, dude. <laughs> so cruel. Yeah. But anyway. So the monster squad reconvenes. They're all back together. And you kind of brought this up. This is when the mummy ends up coming into play, too. Mm-hmm. And in, he shows up in the middle of the road. And instead of hitting this bandaged creature, they decide to swerve around it. And he latches onto the back. Mm hmm. Which I really liked. Yeah, I, th- I really like that scene. It was a very funny scene, too. Yeah. And then he starts to like his bandages start to unravel as he's hanging on the back of the car, like being swerved around and stuff. Yeah. And Rudy's like, give me some slack. <laughs> and I did write this line down. Give me some slack. No, says one of the kids. And then Rudy goes, don't be a wuss. And the kid replies, OK. And he just <laughs> gives him the slack. Fair enough. Yeah. Don't be a wuss. OK. Yeah. You're right. I won't. And he attaches the bandage to the to the arrow and it hits a tree. And then that's when we see the whole unraveling. And like you were saying, it's really cool that there was nothing under there. Mm-hmm. It's just some, yeah, sandy. Uh, was there even sand coming out or was it just unraveling? I think it was just unraveling. There was some sand when like Dracula would turn. But I think there might have been a little bit of sand or something, but it was mainly just like. Whoosh. 
unraveling and like kind of dusty and yeah i was like that's right that was sick i think that was one of my favorite parts of this movie me too again i think i overall really enjoyed this much more than i thought Mm -hmm. this is when we get your favorite line from dracula when he goes to the kid's house Mm -hmm. and he pulls out more dynamite from where you got me and he just throws it in the clubhouse (laughs) and explodes it and he says your famous line meeting adjourned meeting adjourned Oh, Dracula. So cool. It's like, you are a lame old guy, you know? Yeah. I think this guy did a pretty good job, though, like being a terrifying oh, me too. Dracula. When he first showed up at the very beginning of the movie, I was like, he looks kind of goofy. Well, yeah, he looks like a Halloween. Again, it's it, like, it, yeah, it's a fine line between like classic movie monster and like you look like you're dressing up as this character for Halloween. And he kind of tilted into the Halloween costume category. He did just the like the big cloak yeah with like the, the red silk it's like it almost such a bright too classic like yeah. cartoon dracula yeah i was like uh, but then i got into it he apparently was even on a list of like top 25 like movie villains or something like that mm-hmm. uh, around that time and they they picked this movie's dracula which a bunch of people were surprised by because this movie's kind of goofy i mean you gotta look at bella lugosi the the original like dracula mm-hmm. it's like it's, how was he why was he not on the list was this fucking guy Mr. Meeting Adjourned. <laughs> Maybe that was the one thing that pushed people over there. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. There Fuck it you're is. Cool. <laughs> so the parents, I mean, the kids aren't at the house. Thankfully, no one gets blown up there. They're in a, <laughs> they're going to a church because they're trying to find someplace holy to summon to do this, this like ritual, to do the ritual, to avoid the creatures. The parents are the ones that meet Dracula the kid's dad, his partner, gets blown up in a car by more dynamite. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. We haven't really mentioned the parents. They, uh, you know, they're around. They play, like, The dad plays a bit of a part kind of towards the end. Yeah. Which is why I'm bringing him up now. He's the cop who heard about, like, the shooting with the wolf, and he was on scene when the mummy was uh, disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he shows up because he gets a call from the wolf man, and the wolf man, in human form. And yeah, this is, as he's kind of turning it. Yeah. He has an opportunity to be like, hey, Dracula's coming for your kids right before he turns back yeah. into the into the wolf. He's man. like, it's me, the wolf guy or whatever. And and the cop dad is like, OK, like have a nice night or whatever. And he's like, he's coming for your your son. He's going to kill him or whatever. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And the dad agrees. That's what he makes was like, uh, oops. <laughs> yeah. Going to go check on my kid, maybe. And so that, you know, the partner gets blown up by more dynamite. <laughs> And then Dracula just fucks off into a bat form, which was I, I like that they did like that shadow transformation where you see yeah, like the shadow cool. of the man standing there and then it's bat. Bat, 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 bat. Batman. So the kids make it to the church and this is when we start to see Dracula and his bat form coming like flying towards the kids. Mm-hmm. And we get a fucking dope ass action shot of the dad driving in a car and he has a revolver out the side <laughs> and he just starts blasting away. Yeah. And Dracula gets hit and he just smashes into the church. And the dad goes after Dracula to finish oh, him right. off. And we get like this half transformed Dracula. That was bat. cool. That, those effects were great. Yeah, it was like he was kind of like crumpled on the floor with like a human arm that merges kind of into like a fleshy bat wing. And he was kind of twitchy. And it was like, oh, that's rad, dude. That's cool. Yeah. And so Gross. the dad ends up pulling out a stick of dynamite again. In my notes, I just have in all capital letters. Where is this dynamite coming from? <laughs> Why does everyone have dynamite yeah. for no reason? <laughs> Classic dynamite store, yeah. I guess. They, everyone has dynamite. They're thriving, that store. Yeah, yeah, Business yeah. is a booming. Yeah. Uh, Hey-oh. Literally. 
And so the dad is about to blow up Dracula. I think he says something witty. Suck on this, you son of a bitch. But then the wolfman shows back up and there's a little bit of a scuffle and Dracula disappears. But the kid ends up coming up and helping out his dad by taking the dynamite, which is lit at this point. Mm -hmm. And he shoves it into the wolfman's pants (laughs) and he gets kicked out of a window. And my counter is back. Dynamite one, Wolfman zero. <laughs> like he fucking explodes, man. It's yeah. it's great. And then <laughs> isn't there fantastic. a line there's something like that where they're like, there's more than one way to kill a Wolfman or something? I think so. Because they're earlier in the movie, they're talking about like, how do you kill a Wolfman? And they're like, silver bullet. And they're like, yeah. isn't there another way? And they're kind of like, oh, I don't know. Dynamite to the crotch. That's how. But we learn that that's not true. Exactly. Which this is a question I've always kind of had. Because, like, imagine you had a minigun and a wolfman is standing, like, right in front of you. Mm-hmm. A minigun is going to tear your body apart. Right. And so I always wondered, like, if you shot a wolfman with a minigun, would it kill it? This movie answers that question in a way of, no, probably not. Because we see, all like, the wolfman's body parts are just strewn about the street. <laughs> and then we see, like, it begin to twitch and, like, the like the top half of his body like kind of moves and his mouth starts moving and he's, he's alive. Right. And you just see all of the body parts kind of like merge back, back together, together, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. And that again, that answers my question of if you shoot a wolfman, is that going to happen in this universe? Yes. And that's what I imagine would happen. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe, maybe I guess it depends how small his pieces are, but maybe right. it's the age old question of like, if you chop someone who is invulnerable or not invulnerable, but immortal up into a million pieces, do they survive mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah. Like a Wolverine. Yeah. Like a Wolverine or not a Wolverine, like Wolverine. <laughs> no, like, like, a, like the Jackman. animal. Like who? Huh? Huge Jackman. Yeah. Like huge Jackman, <laughs> AKA the Wolverine. That's right. AKA X-Men origins, the Wolverine, uh, AKA the greatest showman, AKA Logan. AKA the Wolverine. So now we have Rudy taking center stage. We have the three lady Draculas show up and he just pulls out like a steak gun. I think it's a steak gun. And he just like shoots one immediately straight in the chest. Mm-hmm. Boom. Doesn't even like flinch. And it takes a little while to kind of get the second, but I believe he just stabs her. And I don't really remember what happens at the third one, but I think she gets shot possibly. And then we have the reformed Wolfman coming right back around. My counter once again comes back. Cops zero, Wolfman three. <laughs> He's just like the bunch of cop cars show up and they just try to tackle him and hit him or they shoot him with bullets first. Does right. nothing. They start coming at him and he just like breaks their neck or just punches them. And once again, here comes Rudy. He has that silver bullet that he made. Hell yeah. So he gets one of the cops revolvers. He takes aim and he says, bang. And he fires it <laughs> off. Which I thought was actually kind of funny because that's what my D&D character says when he launches off a fireball yeah, yeah. and nearly destroys half the map. Mm-hmm. So that is one creature down. Finally, the werewolf man turns back into a man and he even says thanks and then dies. We have my favorite character coming back. A creature from the Black Lagoon shows up out of a fucking sewer hole. You mean Gilman? Gilman! <laughs> Yeah, he just shows up out of nowhere. I don't know where he's been this whole time, just hanging out in the pond. Just swimming around in the sewers, probably. Doing his jam, and he comes up, and like you already said, instead of using any of his special powers, any of his piranha mouth teeth, he just cracks a man on the head and doesn't do a whole lot. Just squishes a guy. 
Horace happens to be around the area at the time. And he picks up a shotgun and he's trying to like get into a store. And the bullies are, of course, in the store. Yeah, he's and like, God, come on, guys, let me in, let me in. <laughs> and and they like, just shake their heads no, like, fuck that. But thankfully, once again, the counter returns. Horace with a shotgun, one. A creature from the Black Lagoon, zero. He fucking <laughs> oh. like cocks that gun and just shoots it. And, you know, as soon as I saw this creature from the Black Lagoon show up, I did not feel threatened. I was like, no. oh, he's literally out of his element yeah he is a fish, fish out of man. water exactly what is he gonna do yeah, yeah. and guess what he does not Nothing. a lot no and then like the bully kids are like whoa what do they say like nice job fat kid yeah and he's like that's it's like my name is horace <laughs> <laughs> he like cocks the shotgun i legitimately like a musical thought sting. he was gonna shoot the bullies <laughs> have you fucked it just made me laugh just gave him a little hero moment yeah well, that's going to be three creatures down. Or is it just two? Uh, Wolfman down. Gilman down. Two. Mummy down. Mummy down. You're right. Yeah, so it got, is three. Got three down. And so we got Dracula and Frank left. Frank, unfortunately, has been incapacitated and hasn't shown up since. Yeah. So Dracula has now returned to the battlefield. And this is when he also just wrecks shop. My counter says Dracula five cops zero. <laughs> He's just making a beeline straight for well, we have the girl and German man. Mm -hmm. I wish I had known his name. I don't know if they told us his name. I think he's just credited yeah, as a German so man. Yeah. In on IMDb, it just says scary German man. Yeah. All right. Good. Like those two are trying to summon the portal mm -hmm. this whole time. And they say all the words and nothing, nothing happens. happens. Turns out this girl is not necessarily a virgin. Because Steve apparently doesn't count. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> this is when they end up using the little girl who's also been part of this group. And she ends up having to say the words as the German man is saying them to her. She's mm -hmm. trying to reiterate it. And things are starting to happen. The wind's blowing. But Dracula is just making a straight beeline. He, cops are running up to him and he's just breaking their necks. There's one guy who just gets chopped straight in the throat. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous mm -hmm. and he finally makes up the little girl grabs her by the cheeks which by the way he he grabs her cheeks and he lifts her off the ground mm -hmm. just to, and she looks unfazed yeah she's just like st like fully straight just looking at him like oh hey she's a and champion she's holding her holding her above like off of her feet by her cheeks and then his his famous catchphrase give me the amulet you bitch I just have Dracula just called a five-year-old a bitch. Classic. <laughs> it's like, damn, dude, that is harsh. This is a child. So Dracula rears his ugly Dracula face. The girl starts screaming. And then we have Frankenstein's monster to the rescue. He's back. So Frankenstein's monster just like lifts Dracula off of his feet and throws him onto like a part of the church fence. Mm -hmm. Kind of impales him. And he's just flailing around a little bit. <laughs> and... Thankfully, the girl said all of the words right, and the portal has now appeared. It's starting to suck everything and everyone into it, and mm -hmm. it looks pretty goofy. And so as everyone's getting sucked in, Dracula manages to get a hold of Sean, one of the main characters, and he starts to drag him back. Pulls him with him into the portal, and then he, he like, grabs, as he's being pulled, he sees, like, one of the stakes on the ground, or, like, a sharpened, I don't know where that came from, but he picks it up, uh -huh. and he stabs Dracula through the chest. 
And then we have a fantastic reappearance of Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, at first, I didn't realize who that was. I thought it was just like some old man. Yeah, I was like, who is that? Some guy off the street. Yeah. Van Helsing shows up and he, he gives the kid a thumbs up. Yeah, the, he just smile. He's like holding on to Dracula and he smiles and gives the kid a thumbs up. It is fantastic. I don't Great know. Great moment. Yeah. And, and they go back into the portal themselves. Mm-hmm. We have a very awkward shot of Frankenstein. You know, he's holding on because he's made friends with the kids and the yeah. little girl. I think her name is Phoebe. She's grown really attached to him. And so, you know, he's hanging on. And I thought that they were going to do a scene where his hand like detaches. Oh, nice. They should have. And Gross. she just like keeps it. And it's like alive. It's like the Adams family hand. <laughs> he died. And he's like, remember me as he goes back to the portal. very, very similar to the goodbye in E.T. Weirdly, she has a little <laughs> red jacket and she's like, don't go, don't go. And he's like. Bogus or some shit like that. And then yeah. gets pulled into the portal. Be good. Be I've, yeah, seen this, yeah. I've seen this movie. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. He just like slowly kind of floats back and it looks looks goofy. Oh, it, but it looks bad. Yeah. I'm kind of glad they didn't do the thing where it's just they leave the girl with a severed hand. I would have loved that. (laughs) I like your version better. Thanks. And just like that, everything gets sucked in and the portal closes. And then completely out of nowhere comes the army. They just come rolling into (laughs) town conveniently as soon as everything's over. Yeah. Did someone call them? Did. Yeah. So there was a scene during the montage where one of the younger kids, I think his name was Eugene writes a letter that says monsters are in our town, <laughs> send the army and he gives it to the dog. Oh God. He puts it in like a little envelope and the yeah. dog just like fucks off with it. <laughs> it was, there's no, like no, no address, no nothing. Right. And so now the dog knows. Yep. Uh, exactly. He's like, don't worry, I'll find the army. And I, got this. I guess the dog did. Mm-hmm. The letter got to them and they show up. And all I could think of was like, how y'all going to explain this to the army? How, does, yeah, how is this going to work? You? Yeah, <laughs> there are dead people like in the streets right now. I'm sure like some of those vampire Dracula's ladies are still like have the stakes in their in nightgowns them. with stakes <laughs> in them and stuff. It's like, was some kind of cult ritual going <laughs> yeah. down here? And the army's like, what's going on here? We, we need to talk to someone who's in charge or whatever. And the little kid runs up to him. Yeah, he's, he's like. like we're the monster squad. And he holds out his business card. <laughs> Basically. And then everyone just starts giving each other hugs. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, fuck yeah, cool. And then they start hugging each other and then the credits roll. And we get just some fantastic like ending music. Oh, too. It's God. like a, it's like a monster squad rap. When the monster's in town, you know who's there. There's a monster squad who's going to shoot some guys. In stab the bear, some but uh, vampires with a stake. Then we're going to make you shake. Ooh, hey. monster squad. Boopity bop, scoobily doop, trippity drop. And that plays over the credits. Yep. And that is the end of our movie there. Let me ask you this, Jeff. What did you think of this movie? Um somehow at the same time exactly what i expected and not nothing that i expected <laughs> the vibe of it was way i i expected it to be because it's listed as a comedy horror mm-hmm. so i was like there's gonna be gore mm-hmm. 
it's going to be more like, um, like you said, the hand ripping off. There's going to be like vampire biting into people, blood. There's going to be people being crushed and thrown into. And it was more like kind of a goofy family comedy. It was lighthearted for sure. Oh, yeah. But it was a good time. I lo- like I mentioned before, I loved the styling of it. Like I'm going to be buying a monster quad monster quad monster squad T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Love the poster, the design, Ma- mainly visually. I really like this movie. Me too. Even though they, you know, they couldn't make these monsters exactly like they were wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. I think they did a pretty good job making like knockoff versions. And, and- I kind of love that they are knockoff versions. Yeah. It almost makes it better that they're like the B squad. Yeah. <laughs> it's I like, like instead of Creature of the Black Lagoon, it's like Fish Guy. It's yeah. like, that's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, but- what about you? What did, what did you think about this movie? I had a I had a lot of fun with this. Nice. Much more like I like I did mention earlier, I was in a different mindset when I first saw this, and there's a mm-hmm. lot that I did not remember. <laughs> like bits and pieces. I was like, yeah, that did happen. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of went into this movie expecting a good time. And I was really glad you suggested it because I love the like the universal monsters, the the classic monsters. They've always had like a spot in my heart. And I think we should go back and watch some of them for the pod too. I think oh, that'd be really fun to do. Yeah. And it was funnier than I imagined. It was a bit of a rough start with a lot of uh, just of its time dialogue. Prejudice. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) But it was it was fun. And I really liked Dracula. I thought he was actually I don't feel like he did too much, but he had a like a like a like a presence. Mm -hmm. He I felt like he was evil. Right. And I like that he called a five year old a bitch. (laughs) It's like you are a villain, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Here, uh, if we were to, I want to do something here. Okay. Uh, if we were to fan cast Monster Squad, only the monsters. Okay. Only oh, because as I was watching this, I thought, you know who'd be a great Frankenstein's monster? Who's that? Jason Siegel. Absolutely. For this role in particular. Totally. Yeah, for this, for this Frankenstein. So I just want to say like, okay, then who would we cast for the Wolfman, Dracula, and Gilman? Gilman? I think would be I'm maybe blanking um, on his name. Yeah. He was in Star Trek Discovery. Doug Jones. And it's Star Trek time. Play that music, DJ. Yeah. Y'all can't tell, but we're like pumping our hands in the air. At least I am. And Jeff is shaking his phone. This is great. Great content. Yeah. <laughs> and there's our Star Trek reference for this episode. Hey. But yeah, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. I don't know if it's... Maybe sp- Fastbender for Dracula. Ooh, I could definitely see that. He does have a dracula Kind of similar to this dude. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we just have Mummy and Wolfman left. Which I feel like could be could kind be anyone. of anyone. Yeah. Especially the Mummy. All right, Mummy, I'm going to say... Um, Fred Savage. Okay. And Wolfman, I'm going to say... Javier Bardem. Yep. Done. Did he already play the Wolfman? Maybe. Because there was the Wolfman... He reprised his role. ...that Anthony Hopkins was in. Ooh. All right. Time to go to the computer on here. Did you ever see that one? It came out in like nope. 2005. No, I did not. I it was called The Wolf. The Wolf. Wolfman. It was 2010. It had Anthony Hopkins. It was Benicio del Toro as the Wolfman. That's right. Blunt was in that. Hugo Weaving. Dang. This feels like maybe something we'll we'll 
I stick by Javier Bardem. <laughs> that, that's, that's, a, that's it. That's everyone. That's our fan cool. casting right there. Looks like Monster Squad, the Monster Squad 2024 is going to be cast by us and directed by us. So. so give credit where credit's due, Universal. Baby. Or whoever. Paramount. Paramount. I think. I don't know. TriStar. TriStar. Are they still around? Mm. They probably got merged into someone else. Probably. I like their uh, their logo with the flying horse. Me too. Oh, they got to still be around. Mm. Who am I thinking of? Who's the one with the uh, the lady? Oh, is that Param- Paramount? That's not Paramount. Paramount's the mountain. Oh, you're right. Here's some more really interesting content. <laughs> well, Jeff, <laughs> out of 10. How about oh, 10? Out of 10 sticks of dynamite, how many sticks of dynamite would you give this movie? I'd give it, I think I'd give it a solid eight. Okay. Yeah, pretty high. It's goofy. It has some some elements that I would like to change. But overall, fun, stylistic, kind of goofy family. Like, it, I, I'd put this on as a Halloween regular. I think this would be a background. great Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. I think this would be a good Halloween movie to kind of, like, introduce younger kids to. Totally. It's a good introduction to horror. It's like, yeah. you like this? Well, they get even worse. And they get creepier. <laughs> they get even worse. <laughs> uh, how about you? Out of 10 sticks of dynamite, how many sticks of dynamite would you give the Monster Squad? Out of 10 sticks of dynamite, I would give this a... I would give this a seven sticks of dynamite. All right. Out of 10 sticks of dynamite. Nice. Yeah. It's definitely not my favorite. Mm-hmm. And... It's not the horror that I normally kind of go for, but it is very fun. And it is definitely a way I think you could show this to people and mm-hmm. they'd, they'd enjoy it. Like like you, you know, you're not the biggest horror fan, but you still had fun with this. Yeah, I like this. And you're still seeing classic monsters on screen, but it's in a different light, a different interpretation. And it seems very accessible to anybody. Totally. And that's, I think that, that's great. That being said, I would prefer, like I would recommend Fright Night over this movie. Oh, definitely. Which is a bummer. I feel like I like the kind of imagery around this movie more. So I wish it was better. But, you know, what are you going to do? Watch them both. Exactly. Expand that horror collection of yours. Mm -hmm. And another way to expand that horror collection of yours is by going to HerwitzesHouseOfHorror.com and purchasing some of our sweet merch. We have T-shirts, we have long sleeve shirts, we have some stickers up there, and I just want to give a big shout out to everyone who has purchased something so far. Really appreciate that. Shout out to my friend CJ. You looked really good in that long sleeve shirt. Returning guests, hopefully we'll have you back on here. And yeah, I think that that is going to wrap up the show here. Jeff, do you want to bring us home? All right, and that was episode 17 of Hurwitz's House of Horror. If you made it this far, hey, thanks. Thanks for listening to the whole episode. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you're you're cool. We like you. Make sure to review the podcast so that other people will know this podcast is fun to listen to and not a waste of time. Yeah, give us five stars. Only five stars. And we'll read it out, too. Yeah, if you do a five star review, we'll we'll jump on this podcast and read it out to the world, baby. Yeehaw. Uh, and then, yeah, go, uh, go give the podcast a follow at. Hurwitz's House of Horror on Instagram. You can follow my art account on Instagram at Art of Jefferson. And we will be back next week for an extra spooky episode. Spooky. Start off the Halloween season with Halloween 2018. We're jumping into that new rebooted series here. So I'm very excited for this one. So let's get to it. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. 
And as we say at the end of every episode of Hurwitz's House of Horror, give, give me, me the, the amulet, amulet, you bitch. Nice. A.K.A. Prisoners. Oh, I'm going to yell a lot in this movie. A.K.A. <laughs> 20. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I kept wanting to sing Rent. I was going to do Lame Is. A.K.A. The Paperback Hero. Oh. A.K.A. Robot f- Boxing. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, A.K.A. Oh, I'm I'm an asshole and chappy. Mm, that was not a good uh, <laughs> South African accent. Well, wasn't he in Chappie? Oh, a.k.a. Captain Hook. A.k.a. Nope. You win this round. Yes.